0: Sometimes it doesn't take new actions. Sometimes it takes renewed actions. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and we have part three of Chris Valentin's message today on walking through pain. Here is Chris. Lamentations 351 says, my eyes bring pain to my soul. My eyes bring pain to my soul. Listen, when you're in the middle of pain, be careful what you watch. Be careful what you watch on TV and what your eyes look at. I have to watch. I have to be careful. Are you with me? I have to be careful what I watch. I have to be careful what I see. A a joking aside, I have to be careful who I'm hanging out with. I gotta be careful what and I'm not joking. I have to be careful what music I listen to. What music do I what kind of music in other words, I am not trying to make my pain comfortable. I'm trying to tell my pain, you probably don't want to have dinner here. The, the food isn't good. You won't want to stay in my house tonight. The bed, unsleepable. You'll be up all night. We let the dog sleep there. You don't want to stay. And I start to create a culture, are you with me, where pain is not welcome in my life. I'm not trying to figure out how to live with it. I'm trying to make sure I live without it. Are you with me? Okay. You know, when Jesus, he, he, you remember him? He's in a, you know, the boys are in a boat. He's rose from the dead. They don't know it's Jesus. He comes to the shore, and he asks them a question, you know. Hey, have you caught anything? And I'm like, no. Cast your nets on the other side of the boat. (laughs) No, oh, I like this part. I, I missed the best part. Peter's like, no, we've been fishing all night. Okay, cast your nets on the other side of the boat. Have you ever think, like, if you've been fishing all night, you'd think you only fished on one side of the boat if you didn't catch anything? (laughs) I mean, I've been fishing with Jay, you know? I don't catch anything, no matter what we do. But like, if he's not catching fish over here, he goes over here. Can can you imagine, like, have you been, hey, you catch anything? No, I've been fishing all night. Put your net on the other side of the boat. (laughs) Oh, why didn't I think of that? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And my point is, sometimes it doesn't take new actions. Sometimes it just takes renewed actions. Sometimes it's one more prayer. Sometimes it's one more, one more trip back to the dock. Sometimes it's just that one last thing. And the Lord goes, hey, I want you to do that one more time. And you're like, I've done that. I mean, hello, I've been fishing all night, I have tried the front, the back, the sides, we drugged Peter, we even used him for bait. (laughs) But I love Peter's answer, but at your bidding, we'll do it again. And I want to say this to several of you, you just need to do it again. Maybe it's this morning. I've been prayed for so many times. I'm like the guy at the Pool of Bethesda. I, have, I actually got a lifetime pass. It's like I'm up here just to watch others get healed. I just come up to make people know I'm trying. And the Lord says, Why don't you do it again? I feel like this is a do it again day. Just try it again. Call that kid one more time. I'll call him. I text him. He never texts me back. How about try it again? Just, how about one more time? I, I honestly feel like we're in this Kairos moment. I, I don't know if the window will open up for a day or a week or a month, or maybe this will be the year. And I'm being very, very honest and vulnerable. I know we're in it. I don't know how long the window will be open and probably probably, because there's so many different people in here being affected by this word that for some of you it'll open up for a year and for others, others it'll open up for a few hours. You know, because we're just different people with different circumstances. But I really do feel like this is the day, this is the day that you're supposed to walk out of pain. Some of you don't have pain for the reasons we mentioned. And I'm like, you reduced your life to accommodate it. You're not living your dreams anymore. And the Lord is saying to you, take up the pallet of promise and move on. Take up the pallet of promise. Listen, um, I was thinking about this. Some people are offended at this message right now. I'm sure when Jesus turns to the guy and goes, pick up your pallet and walk. I mean, he could have said, if I could have done that, I would have. (laughs) I mean, he could have been offended, right? He could have been like, hello. Pick up my pellet and walk. I can't even pick my butt up. How am I gonna pick my pellet up? Right? I mean, he could have had five reasons why he couldn't do that. But he picks up his pellet and he walks. And what I'm getting at is sometimes the Lord tells us stuff and it's it, it feels offensive. It's like, oh, it's so he has no empathy for me. Just get over it. It feels like he told the guy, just get over it 38 years, just get over it. But how many understand when the Lord says Get over it. Suddenly, there's grace released. See, get over it. And I want to say something. I, I hope you hear me. And I'm speaking to a few people in here and probably to several people watching. When God says, get over it, we have to purpose to not be offended. I was the get-over-it guy around the subject of depression. People would come all the time for prayer, you can imagine, because I I was demonized for so long. I get people that do all kinds of stuff, and they come for prayer. And I had never felt depression before. Anxiety, many times. But I had never experienced a day of depression in my life. They come up, and I'm like, get over it. You know, I wouldn't say, get over it, but I'm sure they felt like, get over it. Then I laid on the couch for six months, depressed. I'm like, oh, this is what it feels like. And I realized, in fact, I did a lot of repenting when I came out of that. Lord, forgive me for having no empathy for people who couldn't just get over it. And yet this morning, I feel like the Lord is saying to several people, get over it. But when the Lord says it, he's not saying it with no empathy. He's saying it with profound authority. I said... Get over it. I like what he said to Joshua when Joshua, Joshua is rightfully terrified. Joshua, don't be afraid. Oh, okay. I'm good now. <laughs> how many of you have ever been, I'm not mean a little afraid, how many of you have been terrified? Yeah. I have. Is, does it help us? Don't be afraid. Oh, thank you. <laughs> There's something about Refuse, listen to me, this is, this is, I didn't say this in any of the other two services. There's something profound in this moment about refusing to be offended when the Lord says, I said, I said, be strong and courageous. That you don't go in your spirit, okay. But you go, okay, I got it. I receive that grace. There's something about creating a culture where you refuse, the word feels harsh. Like Jesus to the Pharisees, you whitewash tombs full of dead man's bones. How many you know that was done in complete love? And some of the Pharisees walked away rightfully angry. But we know by the book of Acts that many of the Pharisees stepped over that whitewashed tomb and said, I don't care what he said. He gave me grace to lead that tomb. Because the Bible says in the book of Acts that many of the Pharisees believed God and came into the faith. They had to get past, you whitewashed walls, you, you full of dead man's bones, you, you clean the outside of the cup, and they got, past, they got past the offense and they grabbed hold of the grace that was in the midst of that word and said, that's who we were, but it is not who we are anymore. And they determined to not be offended, but to be affected. We have to build cultures around us to get out of pain and then stay out of pain. But how many know if I'm going to leave, if I'm going to leave pain, I actually have to. How many know when I'm leaving one thing, I'm going somewhere else. I have to create a landing place for wholeness. Are you with me? Would you stand, please? Say this. I and leaving my pain behind. This is the day day of deliverance. deliverance. This day, day the Lord will deliver me me from the things that have plagued me me and my family, maybe for generations. This is the day day that that the Lord decreed that I would walk out of that place of misery in In every place of my life life. and it will affect and and infect infect my children and my grandchildren and my my great-grandchildren we will create a legacy a breakthrough breakthrough, and hope and peace peace. will be named named among among the attributes of my family lineage We, our family, will create a culture where people actually get well in our culture. And what feeds us today, what walks us out of pain today, will become our strength, our identity, and thousands of people will come to our house to get out of pain and to find promise. In Jesus' name. Amen. That was Chris Valentin, And you can find the message if you go to iTunes into the podcast store. And look up Bethel Church Sermon of the Week. And it is actually from September. And it is entitled, Walking Through Your Pain. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Morning Moxie. And if you have a chance, please go to iTunes and rate or review it Just if you like it. And if you want to share it with your friends, that would be awesome. Hope you have a great day, and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless.